Welcome to the Recruiter Startup Podcast. This is the Scale Series, Episode 7. It's the 1st of July. I am 37 today and I feel about a thousand years old. That's what the last three months have done to us all, but uh, the market has picked up. I'll just give you a little insight into uh, our business. Um, we're not killing it, but we're filling retainers. We're profitable. Um, so much so that both sides of the business are covered from the rec to rec right now, which is great. Um, and yeah, I would have taken this three months ago. Three months ago, I was quite worried because 80% of our income was starting to come from international moves to America. Now, when 80% of your business goes, you have to flip pretty quick. Um, and now, uh, 100% of what we've done has been uh, in the UK. And, well, we did one one, one bit of business in, uh, in America as well, but it wasn't a, an international mover. Um, and we're really, really busy in Dublin. Uh, it's probably because we've launched the scale business there and have just more eyes and access to the local marketplace. But all in all, um, the sun is definitely shining compared to what it was a few months back. And I'm really optimistic about it. So that leads me to episode seven, along with my co-host and strategic advisor, Andy Hallett from Rexband. We interviewed Ifti Nazir. Ifti is the founder and CEO of a company called Vested. They are, how would I describe them really easy to you? Um, they're an online platform that gives you full access to the shareholding agreement of your business. So in any recruitment business that scales, you hear a lot about things like EMI schemes. How they typically work is the, the founders will have the majority shareholding um, and then there'll be a percentage for managers who scale and grow teams. All in all, it's all aimed at getting to an exit or for the management team to buy out the founders. There's lots of things that can go wrong and lots of recruiters complain about fake EMI schemes um, that they don't really mean anything, that they don't have any power and that there's no transparency. From a founder's perspective, they cost a lot and if you want to make any amendments to it, you need to get lawyers involved. It's really, really, really challenging and for the most part, it's rarely worth it. However, not only in the recruitment industry, but in the industry in general, Ifty has figured out how to solve that problem. So his product essentially allows people who are managing their own P&Ls to be able to log into his platform, see what the, that P&L is worth in terms of their growth shares um, and percentage of equity in the business. They can see where they need to get to and what they need to make. So essentially, your employee becomes your shareholder. And that's what I always wanted to create. I wanted people who would buy into the journey and it being their journey and not just our journey. Um, also, with uh, because it's an online platform, 
that is regulated, um, you can make amendments and it doesn't cost you anything. So it's just a monthly subscription fee to get in, um, which which wasn't it wasn't going to break the bank even even for that. So um, a great product. He took me through a demo. We didn't do that in this episode, but I've I've gone through it in a lot of detail. We've signed up and we're really excited about it. And I think that this could potentially change the way employees view their job because millennials do want to be part of something. They're not just happy to sit there and have a job. They want a purpose and your purpose has to be their purpose, has to be the overall vision. And we all have to work together. So I uh, hope you enjoy this episode. I promise it's a, mo- it's a lot more punchier than, uh, than my intro here. And if you do and you want to check out the IFTI product, do me a favor, uh, drop my name to him. Um, he's not a sponsor of the podcast, but uh, I, uh, I could do with a few free months referral that are on offer for every new customer that comes his way. I'm sure that'll be available to you as well. So uh, please do drop my name to IFTI and uh, go test it out. I'm excited to sign up. And hope you guys enjoy this. Welcome to the Recruiter Startup Podcast. The sun is shining. What date is it, Andy? You always get me to say what date it is. 26th of June. 26th of June. Furlough is in full swing. People, there's pictures of people at the beaches. We need to get people back to work. We need to get this economy moving again. And um, before I get into all this, big shout out to our sponsors, Vinceri, and um, to Interprotect. Who else do we have sponsoring us, Andy? Who else? Rexband. Rexband. Who are they? What do they do? Management consultancy for recruitment growth. There we go. Andy Hallett, he's your man. And um, also, we've partnered with Louise Archer, who helps recruitment firms sell retainers, which is something I'm not very good at, that I'm going to get good at because I've signed up for her course. Don't forget the recruiting gym as well. We have the recruiting gym as well because we want to improve our people's training because maybe that's something I'm not great at as well. But uh, we've, uh, we've decided that me and you both have some development points in that area, isn't that right? <laughs> Potentially. 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 Okay. Um, that's a shout out to all those wonderful people um, who are helping us build our business. Today's guest, Ifti Nasa. Tell us all about yourself, Nifty. Hi, Adolta. Um, hi. My name's Ifti. I'm uh, founder of Vested, uh, uh, which is uh, an online platform to help people uh, reward all those folk who help them build their business uh, with a, a, a piece of that business that might be a small piece of business, uh, sorry, a small piece of equity in the business or an option, but it's basically helping everybody get skin in the game, mm-hmm. taking away the cost and complexity that is usually associated with working with equity. Um, but it's all about just making that easy. Lovely. And we will jump into a lot of that. Andy, do you know how this came about? No. Well, I presume it's to do with the, the equity we're looking to release in scale to the partners and you know, the practice yeah. leads. 
well, that, uh, that's the ultimate piece. But um, I've been speaking to recruiters for five years and they, all, they always complain to me, EMI schemes, they don't work. They're not real. I don't, I don't have visibility on what my part's worth. I don't, I don't trust it. Yeah. We'll never sell. It's not going to be worth it. I need the money right now. But at the same stage, the younger people now, they want to be shareholders. They want to be a part of something. They don't necessarily just want to be an employee. So I went searching for a solution. When I say I, I mean Charlotte. And that is where we have today's guest. So, Ifti, um, how did this come about, first of all? Because it's not just recruitment firms that you, you offer this to. Um, well, walk me through, like, how, how did, like, where, where, where did you come up with the idea and what, what was that bit of a journey like? Okay, well, it's a, a combination of uh, life and learning uh, for me. Uh, so throughout my life and certainly the uh, latter 15 years or so of uh, working in uh, the conglomerate world, uh, I was responsible for uh, modes and acquisitions, uh, actually running businesses, um, you know, buying businesses, using equity, using all sorts of different tools around that, uh, motivating leadership teams that we put in place, uh, again, with different state, uh, equity and stake in the business, uh, was a very powerful tool. I had the benefit of very expensive lawyers and bankers to help me do that throughout that journey. Um, but um, I guess my life changed uh, uh, after my parents passed away. I just thought, you know, traveling the world, spending three weeks out of, uh, out of the month away uh, was not the, the future that I wanted to, to have. And I wanted to take some of this learning and capability and help deploy it with um, smaller businesses in the UK. Um, you know, not everybody can afford uh, the expense of uh, lawyers and uh, others to help them put this together. So what we did was build a platform with the objective of making it possible for everybody, however, whatever, however early stage they are, right the way through, to be able to deploy their equity in a safe and efficient manner. Uh, and, and that's, uh, as I said, part of, uh, part of my own background. Another piece of it was the learning that I had around the ownership effect. Uh, the ownership effect is uh, some research that was done you know, probably about 40 years ago, which talked the whole notion that if you have equity, a stake in a business, your relationship with it changes emotionally, psychologically, what you bring to the table changes. And if you think that business, um, you know, success and failure is on the margins, you know, one or two percent of magic or not can be the difference between success and failure. So if you can access that through the ownership effect, um, it's a very powerful tool. And I think that's the basis uh, of where things like EMI, the, the scheme that you mentioned earlier, actually came to uh, came to the fore. It's uh, something that Gordon Brown uh, initiated um, many years ago. And I think the the philosophy behind that was that you know it, businesses that have ownership within their team uh, on a portfolio basis will typically do better. Mm. So if we can incentivize that, let's do that. We'll end up with more successful businesses, which end up paying more tax. So it's worth helping them in the early stages to to get their teams involved. Andy, you've had a chat with Ifty before we went live. Well, what did you discuss? We discussed, you know, what, how we come here, and um, and interestingly, the, the the problem he's solving, um, i.e., you know, how do you get 
a decent scheme that's trusted without having to build it all yourself and do those you know, expensive lawyers. I think what's really interesting is I saw the power of the ownership. In fact, he's talking about S3. There, there are a couple of things that, um, that, that we did. I mean, the first one was the float. So um, the, the float, you know, when we went to a PLC, you know, a number of people had you know, a substantial amount of shares and, and, and actually even down to the, to the lower levels of shareholding. Um, you know, people did well when the company floated, but we knew that it was going to be a few years away and therefore we would be rewarded for the bit that we contributed. So, and that, that was very real and that was a massive motivator for, for us to build S3. Um, and, um, and yeah, at all the levels. Then I think what's really driven S3's growth and certainly internationally has been the minority interest scheme. So, you know, where people take you know, a stake in the business at the start and then they're awarded at the end of five years with, with something that's significantly, um, significantly worth something. Mm. Um, and yeah, so, so you really saw how that draw that. And even the, the share schemes, they operate, um, you know, pay as, uh, buy as you earn and save as you earn schemes again, build massive advocacy within, within that organization. And, and with a PLC, it's a bit easier structure because it's very visible. The share price is there every day and it's probably the topic of conversation that starts the day. What's the share price like? Because pretty much everyone's a shareholder in, in some way or, or the other. So, um, yeah, it was a really good conversation, actually. And, and I think the interesting thing that the Vested platform does is it means every, you don't need to be a big PLC to, to have that. Mm. And uh, if they win, uh, when small businesses like myself have a first conversation with you, what type of things do we not understand about shares, and what what type of con- like what type of like common questions come up in terms of like how do you split it up? How do you how do you how does it work? Like what? I guess the, the reason why we've, we've set up the consultations as if we. Uh, conversation is because we know people just do not understand this area at all it's a very specialized area it's something that you know if you think about that even again going back to the EMIs if there's say 4,000 of those done per annum in the UK how many is that per lawyer or accountant it's not many when you think about the number of lawyers and accountants so you know, there's a, a deep amount of knowledge. There's an amount of uh, benefit that you get from just doing, this is what we do, day in, day out. So when people come to us, they, they start off with a very confused understanding of what is possible and what they might want to do. They don't understand just their own equity position. You know, some of them may have set up the business with one share or 100 shares. How do we do that? Do we give shares away to people? Do we mm. create a new share class? So there's a big conversation. The main thing that we try and understand is what is it that you're trying to achieve? And who is it that you're trying to achieve it for and with? And from that, we'll try and share our knowledge and our experience to help them find the possible solutions for what they're trying to achieve. And, and you know, if equity is not part of that solution, then we'll be very clear. We only want people on the platform that can genuinely uh, utilize and benefit from, from what we provide. And I'll jump into some of that. But Andy, that ties very nicely into it how you advise people and advised us. Can, can you elaborate what that means in real terms to recruitment founders? Yeah, so I think, I think the first thing we had to do is work out what the proposition was and, and, and therefore you know, how you reward, recognise and reward people comes out of that. So um, and I think 
one of the, the things that IFTI's absolutely got spot on is, is a consultation. What is it you're looking to achieve and you know, what options do you have? And this mechanism works well for this, but this probably works best, best for you. And I think being really clear around what we were probably then makes that consultation easier. And the, the, the other thing to say as well is that you know, you've gone through the pain IFTI of getting FCA regulation. So it, it, it's not a bit of, you know, this is a proper financial product that you need to do well and need to do properly, um, supported by software that gives everyone, all the stakeholders, the trust as well. I think it's a really smart play. And just on that, uh, and it also gives people the visibility. They can see the deal that they've been offered, yeah. they can see it's real, and they can track it over time and see how, how their value grows in the business as the business is... Uh, valuation grows how they personally will benefit i really liked what you talked about almost that sort of calculator as if the business does this this is what it's worth almost we used, we used to plug that into um contract recruiters if you did this gp at this percentage you know this is this is how much you're going to get and but but to actually do it made it feel tangible for people and, and real so what does that mean in real terms so um i've got two guys in dublin right now um and we want to grow that out how how do we reward them? What would you do? What would, or what would, you, what, what would be your, your thinking about how we go about that there? So if they're in Dublin, uh, I guess there's a, a number of different uh, options. They're uh, not a UK um, limited company, which is where our focus is, as, as, as you know. Sure. But uh, if you were a UK limited company and you wanted to give somebody um, a piece of the business offshore, uh, they were not employees of your business. If there are employees of your business, I'm sure there's uh, options that you have within um, Ireland that will solve that, that, this problem for you. But if you were a UK limited company and you wanted to reward those people who are sat in Dublin, you have two choices. Um, you can either go with unapproved options, which have uh, um, a very easy uh, route to giving people the opportunity to buy a share at a low price Mm -hmm. when you take hands with them uh, mm -hmm. at some stage in the future when the business is say doing much better when there's an opportunity to sell or whatever or you can give them uh, the opportunity and growth shares whereby they share in the value of the business that they help you create beyond the time at which they they join you I mean, that's very simplistic uh, mm -hmm. solutions around that but there are two different routes that you could go for those individuals and whether they are um, going to receive that reward in the form as individuals or whether they're going to receive that reward in the form of some um, limited company that they have set up uh, as consultants will be a different answer. And does that mean that they get money on the, on the end of it or does it, does it affect the way that they're compensated or how do people normally work that piece out? It, it, well, we help them in working that piece out because each um, each recipient on our platform will have their own portal. So they can see what's happening um, as the value of the equity that they are participating in grows. Um, but um, in terms of uh, how they would uh, relate to that, it, it, it literally is through the platform. Maybe I've missed the first no, bit of no, the question. No, that's fine. And did you have any, any, anything you want to delve into more deeply on that? No, I think, I think the thing that's really important is that I, I liked the fact that when you do the deal, it's very clear what the deal is at that point and you lock it in. What you talked about, daughter, earlier is that there's loads of disaffected people 
that are sat around businesses actually probably being quite cynical that they just think that this is never going to happen. And, and in reality, I think there's probably a lot of owners that think, well, it will happen. Um, and, and they're losing the sort of the goodwill of, of their staff because they're just not able to demonstrate. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as well, even, even the ownership team don't always understand this. Um, you know, these schemes are sometimes very complex and actually having the owners be able to model it out and, you know, everyone see the same thing. One version of the truth is incredibly powerful. So, having that sort of this this is the deal and this is locked in and yeah. this is what you need to do is, is massively important because yeah, we're able to see that you know raising the the share price from a to b is not going to make uh, just to make Dalter a millionaire or a billionaire this is what it means for me as johnny or jim or charlotte or whatever yeah what what i what what i envisage is that my guys will be able to log in and see where their growth shares are at. Um, but also while we're celebrating wins at the end of the quarter, say, um, we'll talk about our deals. We'll talk about the, like the different good things that have happened with getting new business in and all the rest. But I ultimately want to tie it into, and here's where we're at in terms of a value. And here's where we need to get to. And we're all in it together. And I feel like that communication isn't being done right in small businesses. Um, like these, like I, 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 again, back to the pain points. Can't like people don't get sent what their shares are. They're not exactly explained exactly how and when they'll be valuable. They just are something that it's it's just un- it's not communicated right. I know as, as we said earlier, Doctor. Yeah, you know, if you're just given um, a promise, a verbal promise, and a twenty-five, thirty-page document that. That you have to breathe through and understand and then in real time understand this week or next year or whatever what is that worth to me mm. it's really difficult in uh i've had a demo um and for the for the sake of not uh not boring people to death um can you just quickly jump through what that looks like for the owner from a standpoint when they want to log in and have a look at the different bits yeah. and then at the same stage, what it looks like for the employee, or is that one of the same? Uh, no, it's quite different. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. So firstly, the platform, as you mentioned, is FCA authorised and regulated. So we have to make sure that everything that we do is done compliantly. So in the first instance, when you come onto the platform, we will uh, connect into Companies House, pull your data, make sure that your uh, equity position as you believe it today is indeed correct. If there's... Uh, any errors in that will help you fix that um, and make sure that we are building on a solid platform. Yeah. Everything that we ever do for you then there point forward is clearly going to be with due process as I mentioned earlier. So board resolutions, the platform will create and uh, distribute for you. Shareholder resolutions, again, they're all digitally signed, so it takes moments to get through the whole process of authorizing something, whether it's the issuance of a share pool, whether it's the issuance of growth shares, whether it's adoption of new articles, all these things can be done very quickly, very efficiently, and it's all recorded for you there on the platform. So as you said earlier, you have a single truth of everything to do with your equity on the platform. Yeah. For the for the, the team also, you have a full view of everybody who you're issuing shares to, under what authorization, under which pool. You can keep a track of that. You can see each of those individuals, what their horizon and uh, um, uh, reward profile is but then each recipient gets their own 
portal as well. Mm. Within that portal, they'll be able to see a summary of their, their scheme. They'll be able to download their full scheme. They'll be able to see their investing schedule. They'll be able to see what-if scenarios within um, an element of that portal where they can see if we get to this, what's this going to be worth for us? If we don't get to that, if uh, uh, Dalton's just blowing uh, hot air, what does that really mean to me? Yeah. Uh, Andy, Andy calls this a culture of no bullshit, no surprises. It's absolutely um, transparent, yeah. And that fits in exactly with everything that we're about. Um, people misconstrue um, that you join, you get 10%. It's, it's, uh, it doesn't work like that with shares. Ta explain that for, for the layman like me. Uh, so my belief, um, yeah, different people have very, very different views, obviously, and, and the circumstance uh, should determine this as well. But for me, nobody should be able to have any of your equity if they don't deliver on what they promised they would bring to the table uh, in lieu of that equity. So, yes, they should be able to benefit from the agreement that you shake hands on, and you should be able to deploy that in, in pretty much real time. That's sealed, that's contractual. And then if they deliver, they get it, and they get it at the best possible outcome. If they don't, they're not going to walk away. Not, not, all the structures that we have are based on some form of conditionality, whether they are options, whether they are shares, whatever. It's all around somebody being able to get what they have uh, deserved. And if they haven't, there are mechanisms to pull that back. Mm. But if they do, they get it, and they get it at the best tax financial uh, mechanism that, that's uh, that's there available to us and andy for us can you just delve in that 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 sounds to me like it's based around ultimately p l yeah in, in reality and i think i think i think there's there's two things that will determine that the, the guys who the practice leads the you know that what they'll get is that both their overall growth of their own practices but secondly the the greater part of the group so the other thing to look at is how much we base on their individual effort and how much we base on the group effort potentially as well so how much of a you know, how important is the community in the overall scale and and how much is 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 their individual worth as well so i think i think that that is probably the key thing that we need to work through mm. what other things are what other things do companies who employ your uh, your software do excellently so I guess one of the things obviously you know, what does great look like <laughs> great looks like uh, helping uh, clients understand who is critical to the success of the business who's really gonna help it grow, and then finding a way to reward that person whether they're a Ned whether they're a strategic advisor um, you know, strategic suppliers <laughs> He, he uh, keeps um, it for the love. Tell, he doesn't need it. Tell me more. If somebody is, if you understand your business well enough, you will know whether a handful of clients may be worthy of holding a, a small piece of equity. So, yeah, it might be tiny, but it, it's it's about spreading that ownership effect it's about making as many people vested in your success as you can make possible in a sensible and effective manner doesn't mean that everybody turns up on your cap table because that's one of the concerns that, that people have oh you have 
such a messy cap table. Well, firstly, with digital tools, having a messy cap table is not such an issue. However, it's still no, no. important to avoid it. Yeah. You, you should have. So you're using vested, you can also use the, the nominee structure. So you can create reward mechanisms that can go out to many individuals, but will just turn up on your cap table as a single legal owner, whereas the individuals will be able to have visibility and uh, beneficial ownership through the platform. This all excites me so much. I've got a question for you, FD, because having seen this product, this potentially solves the problem for every growing business in the UK. Your addressable market. What, so what's the plan for Vested? Uh, <laughs> uh, help you out from a recruitment standpoint. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I guess there's uh, lots of uh, opportunities uh, going forward. I think you know, going back to what uh, our conversation was earlier, Andy, you have to understand the, the business that you have uh, as it is in the first instance. You yeah. have to make that solid. I talked about, to Andy about the, the pivot that we had to make, having, you know, ha having already spent half a million and a, a couple of years on the, the journey to pivot and edit to the structure that we have now from a, a marketplace to a, a SaaS. So where we are now is I think we've got absolute tangible uh, product market fit. We've probably got that... Uh, well into last year mm. uh, and we were uh, ahead of this COVID arena just about to uh, move on uh, a gear in terms of uh, uh, growing the business um, even faster but you know we've been doing pretty well if you look on average over the last uh, couple of years uh, well into double digit month on month growth um, you yeah, know so the UK is our, our core we have uh, uh, opportunities to broaden the uh, product range within the UK and clearly there's there's opportunities beyond but you know I wouldn't want to go into too much of that now because well, you, know, you, you, you have to build each step yeah. solidly before you move on yeah get that no uh, it, it's you know from our conversation earlier as well it's, it's a, it, it must be a very exciting time for you Tess, Tess, very um, fantastic. Look, thanks so much for joining us. I've had a demo. It's amazing. We're going with the product. We're delighted to. Um, if anybody else wants to find out more about FD's product vested, uh, there'll be a link below. Um, so just click on that and we will be back next week with another awesome guest that will help recruitment firms like ours build, grow, scale, do things better. Thanks so much, FD. And the product's amazing. Thank you very much. Cheers. Massive thank you to Ifty for coming on the podcast. Really impressed with his product. And as I mentioned in the intro, I really think that this can improve the long-term careers for recruiters who ultimately don't want to just stop in the industry for a year or two. They want to make it their career and they want to be rewarded over the long term. I want to build a company that does that. Um, so hope you guys are enjoying the scale series. We're enjoying, uh, we're enjoying learning as we're going. We uh, by no means think that we have everything figured out, but we do have access to the best people in the world and we're going to do our best to get it right and hopefully you guys can learn a little bit along the way. If you're finding this useful, please do let me know. If you 
are struggling with any bit in your business, perhaps you're further ahead than us and you'd like uh, like to ask me some questions, I can put you in touch with whoever you need to in the recruitment world that can help you out. So uh, until next time, have a great day.